Hey, what's up, y'all? This is DJ Clips, and you're checking out the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast. Rock! Yo, what's up? We're over here now. I'm uh, I'm here with 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 a hip hop legend yeah. here at the at the Voltage Lounge in Philly at the La Coconosha Rashid Chappelle King's Bounty Show. Uh, I'm here with Danny Boy O'Connor. What up, my man? Yeah, I'm just chilling, man. It's uh, brick cold out here in Philly, so. Uh, if we thought Boston was cold, it's colder here today. So. It's colder here than than in Boston. I'm trying to say huddled up, yeah. That's, that's no sure. shit. Yeah, but uh, we went by gyms uh, and got a cheesesteak, so I'm feeling a little better and uh, looking forward to the show. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty packed out there so far. I mean, it's just, it's, it's it's filling up. It's fi- it's filling up now. But uh, yo, man, I just like one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about, which I found very interesting, is because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Right. Is the Outsiders, man? Right, right, right. And I was doing a little bit of research and stuff like that. Not that I don't know, but I wanted like details, so I found out. But it's like that was like when you what what happened when you first stumbled upon the Outsiders house and like what? Because I know that had a major impact on you at some point. Yeah, I mean, so even before that, I mean, the movie itself had a major impact. I mean, I, I went to see the movie at thirteen. I went with the kid who invited me to go see it, but I had no—I never read the book. I'm not like a, a right. book reading dude, especially when I'm 13. I'll cop to it. I still never so, read the book yet. All right, so it, it, I only read it a couple about three years ago, uh, to be honest as well. But I went to see the movie at 13, and I came out. And my mind was blown. All I had ever wanted in my life—I'm a latchkey kid. Father was in prison. Mother was always at work, and didn't really want kids to begin with. So. I seen that movie and I seen these dudes in jean jackets and leather jackets and they all sticking up for each other. You know, it's the first gang thing you see that you're like, I can relate. I'm sure my parents, when they saw West Side Story or when, you know, sure. saw the, the Warriors in the 70s, but this one was like... Our generation. Ideal, yeah, it was the ideal fit for me. And it wasn't too, like, over the top or too, like, wild out. It was just like, you know what? That's the good part of, like gang settings if you will like where I get you, know, you yeah Johnny killed somebody but it was the smallest guy who stuck up for his boy exactly you know what I mean? so it was like that but regardless I just like this is a great movie and then uh, that stuck with me you know it's one of those early the formative movies and so it wasn't until years later you know like throughout the years I would remember it and be like it's a good movie it's a good classic 80s stop, uh, you know shot but I never really put any more thought to it than that right it wasn't until we went on our first La Coca tour that we went and played Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we had like a three-day layover, which means it's cheaper to stay in Tulsa after the show for three days than it is to drive to, let's say, Dallas and rent hotels there. Sure. So we were like, we'll stay here. And I thought, well, what am I going to do in Tulsa for three days? Yeah. Like, oh, Tulsa. You go fucking like, crazy. I'm thinking, what do they do for kicks around here, play checkers? And I'm like, yo, it was like an epiphany. I'm like, the outside. Oh, the outside is filmed here? And then my man was like, yeah, it was. I'm like, oh. So that really... I just it, it, my, I couldn't believe that I was now it made sense all those things started to make sense and so I went upstairs got my laptop went online there was only one little site that had any little information on it and they told me where the drive-in was that they snuck in and yeah. they told me where Crutchfield Park where Johnny Killed the Soch was yeah. and I knew the house was in that neighborhood they said the house is in the neighborhood but we don't want to give up the address because we don't want the owners it's being occupied by tenants and we right. don't want you to disturb the tenants gotcha. but once you find the park it's really easy to find the uh, it's like a block away. Yeah. So if you can find the park, which now I put all the addresses, we all, every, it's pretty common knowledge when the, where, where these locations are. But at the time there wasn't. Yeah. And, um, 
So I took, we got there, my mind was blown. I mean, keep in mind, like LA, New York, Philly, whatever, the land is worth so much that nothing, if it's not making money, they tear it down and build something bigger sure. and taller. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, they're not there yet. And on that side of town, which is the north side, which is where the greasers would have lived, it, it's, it's, there's no rush to build anything over there because there's nothing right, right there now. Nothing it's, there. Uh, ironically, right now that it's earmarked for redevelopment now. Okay. But in 2009, believe me, it was nothing going on over there but the rent, and it was cheap. And so, I couldn't believe it was there. And then I looked, and there was a sign for sale, and the house was for sale, and it was for 40 grand. And I'm like, 40 grand. 40 grand. I'm like, not for nothing, not to sound like a, a big league asshole, but. I live in Beverly Hills. You can't find a place someone to rent you for forty grand to park a second car. <laughs> yeah, for real. real. Talk. They're like, yeah. it's like in New York or wherever. Like you try to park a car anywhere. They're like, oh, bro, I gotta charge you, you know, fifty dollars a day for that or whatever. Yeah. So I was like forty grand, but it was still forty grand. Still a lot of money, regardless. Sure. I'm, I'm living in L.A. I'm thinking, what I got? I had no business in Oklahoma. So <laughs> yeah. Let you know. Seems a, like a strange fit. Yeah, and I had to step away slowly. Um, <clears throat> I took a selfie in front of it. I actually, someone took a photo of me there. We played Kane's Ballroom that night, and the owner said, hey, man, your, your road manager told me you're friends with Jonesy. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, come in my office. I want to show you something. It's a green piece of drywall with a hole punched in it, and they framed it, and it said, the Sex Pistols, 1978, oh, shit. Kane's Ballroom. <clears throat> so when, sex, when the Sex Pistols played Kane's on their only U.S. tour, yeah. Sid Vicious punched a hole in the green room and when they redid the whole building like 20 years later they were smart enough to cut the green room hole out and put it in their office oh that's fucking dope and so Jonesy's a good friend of mine and so I, and it was right when the new Blackberries came out Facebook was just starting to like really be a thing yeah and I posted a picture of me in the out, in front of the Outsiders house and then me by the Sex Pistols thing and everybody was like where the fuck are you I'm like I'm in Tulsa like what's a Tulsa I'm like what's a Tulsa like is that house real I worked on the Warner Brothers lot you know I never seen that house on the lot where on the lot is that I'm like yo it's a real house it's Oklahoma and so it just it it left a good impression and then and and it also started what we do called the Delta Bravo urban exploration so the really Delta Bravo is military for DB Danny Boys it was Danny Boys urban exploration team I thought I'm on to something this is really cool I love history I love historic stuff I love any type of where history happened you know sure. you told me oh the Bad Brains played here in 78 their yeah. first job like wow lick the walls yeah. like, oh, I well, when I, when I found out first about Delta Bravo I was like it, it interests me because I post yeah. on there all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time no, so no. But yeah so what we started to do from that day you know uh I realized there was a huge interest in just seeing locations, and I'm like, at the time, I'm still, but at that time in particular, nobody on that bus was sober except for me. So I'm sober and highly caffeinated, and I'm like, fuck, I'm alone on this thing. Yeah. So every city we get to, I would just go looking for locations. True crime, movie, music, just history in general. Yeah. Take a photo, match before and after. Sure. And unlike a lot of people, there was a few. There was a handful of people in LA doing location scouting, so they would go where movies were filmed. Yeah. But they would never post the addresses because to them that was proprietary. Yeah. They didn't want. They were like, we know where it is, and you have to go through us to. to if, if we yeah. let you in our little club, yeah, we may let you know the addresses. That's, that's bullshit. Being sober, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm trying to give it away. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to monetize it in that way. Right. And if I monetize it, it'll be we'll get a TV show down the line or I'll make. 
swag. Yeah. And if you're interested in what we do, yeah, be a little pins in your hat. Yeah, I want to inspire you to do that. And I can't tell you how many times people are like, "Bro, are you kidding me? I live in this neighborhood my whole life. I walk past there every day to work. I had no idea that's where they filmed Rocky or yeah. this one. Or it's crazy, one. bro. Or I didn't know that's where the the son of Sam murdered the first victim. That's where I'm always. Charles Manson was in that cafe like yeah my mother used to work there we had no idea you yeah know what I, mean? I park in the son of sam spot all the time oh okay so yeah, yeah that's you know. probably me who i posted that but i'm saw. just saying yeah. you know like people yeah. it doesn't matter it, it, it everybody has a connection to history whether we like it or not whether we remember it as a kid i mean we were just yesterday in boston i wanted to do a commercial i had never seen in my life a commercial from the 60s for prince street pasta or something like that all right and the kid yells out anthony the mom's yelling out the window she's got a big pot of spaghetti and the kid's running home in the alley no and shit I did it again i took a photo in there i grew up in la we didn't have that pasta but the commercial just resonated with me because yeah. i can imagine sitting in front of a tv in the 70s eating a bowl of cereal hearing a commercial similar to that sure so the alley in boston where they filmed it looks just like it did it's over there like in little italy and i got so, you so I'm a sucker for shit that I don't even know. Right. That I just know that I would have liked if it was. <laughs> I got it. Was, yeah, if I was yeah. living in Boston in the 70s. Yeah. I, you know, for what it's worth. Yeah. So it became a thing. And as I started posting, I started meeting people. The ironic thing is that one of the first dudes I met who was really loving it was a guy, Nako Nolan. Which I speak to him all the time. Right. Shout so out to Nako. When I first met with Nako, I'm like, yo, bro. I look at him up and down like, are you on the job, bro? He's like, huh? I'm like, are you a cop? Uh -huh. like, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, man, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I go through my closet and like, mentally where the bones are buried. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like, what, what did I do? How was the last time I was in trouble? What's he looking for? And it just turns out he's a good New Yorker who yep. just likes locations and was interested in what I was doing. And then, again, I figured a way, like, you know, I'm like, this is a perfect um, yin and yang. You know, yeah. like, I'm a... Uh, you know, a, a cool guy from this side of things, and he's a cool guy on that side of things. And although I admire what he does, and more now than ever, uh, maybe I can meet him halfway. And he likes yeah. what I do, but yeah. he's always going to be a cop, and I'm always going to be on this side of things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I got like, it. I got a few records, and not not all of them are in a, in a, in a circular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And he knows. Can't put know? them on a turntable. I'm like, yo, look my thing up. Let me see if that fell off the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the it's point good to is, have somebody no, like that. I'm just saying. The point is, we had, we had, uh, we we're both highly motivated to do this, yeah. and we both had different skill sets. Because I'm usually looking like this, mostly dark colors. And if you see me looking over your fence, and you don't know you live in a house where a location was, and you call the cop, yeah. And like, <laughs> I got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was good. And and we met people in every city. We found a few different people that had that yin yang thing going on either you were like Mona is, you know the, the uh, you know who Steve Mona is you ever see him on the page no I'm staying with Mona after this Mona is a retired uh, lieutenant NYPD he ran the Vandal Squad so he chased half our family oh shit yeah through the system but now he speaks on panels with them so it's cat and mouse he's yeah. like yo I worked on this and you did that his, his graffiti collection is pretty amazing I mean you know he lives in this beautiful house and he has a nice collection he's friends with everybody yeah. Lee and Hayes and really? all the tier one dudes that's yeah. Mona's boy and Mona goes about for these dudes in all different ways and he's an advocate for you know the arts just not in the 80s when you were destroying exactly. Trains property and, yeah. and you know yeah. some dudes are better than others and some dudes are cooler than others about yeah. how they do it and what they're doing so regardless we all came from different worlds and we all can agree that we both love history movies culture 
America. Like yeah. we're like, yo, this is there's things here to do, and it doesn't cost you money, right? Per se. If we, if the three of us, all we have is one phone, we have everything. Yeah. We don't even all need to, because you got a V. Uh, you basically got. A, I was gonna say VHS, <laughs> VCR. You you got, but you do. You have a. You can broadcast. Yeah. You can record. Yeah. You can photo. Yeah. You can GPS, which yeah. is priceless. I mean, can you imagine running around with maps? But maps Indies nowadays. Days? No, no, I'm just saying. Um, I mean, we basically one guy. It's it's a it's a. It's a wholesome, fun thing you can do, but you, it is grown man goonies. It's like get on your bicycles or get on the train or one guy got a car. We can drive around and we got all these things that we want to go see if we can find and locate. And You can go to a location to see something and go, I don't know. You're looking at the photo and Nate, but your boy finds like a puzzle piece. Yeah. It's like, yeah. got it. You're got it. He's like, you see that crack in the wall? You see this photo? You're like, oh, fuck yep, it that's, is, a, you that's the exact spot. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, in your mind, you're like, I, I, as a kid, I'm watching this in the theater, I'm watching it from the TV screen or yeah. whatever, and now I'm here and it's still here. It's yeah. so weird. You're yeah. like, it's a time machine. It's true. It's as close to doing, yeah. you know, it's because it's a different kind of experience. I feel like I'm traveling through yeah. time when I go f- look for these locations. There's so, a there's a spot not far from 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 where we live, and the in, the entire house is completely different. Except for like one pole and one window that sticks out, yeah. and it's a Saturday Night Fever house. Oh, I know exactly where. It is. Yeah, but like I'm the way the way we did the whole house though. There's a whole house. It's for sale right now. It is for sale. for sale. Millions. You yeah. guys live in Bay Ridge? Yeah, we're in uh, Bath, Beach. Bath Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out. I yeah. Know that. Say hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. That was her, that was that was her, that was her podcast debut. My wife, Nikki. That uh, so early on, I used to go over there. I was born in, in, in Maimonides, so I'm from Bensonhurst originally. And when I first met Caves from Lords of Brooklyn, that yep. was his neighborhood. Yep. And it's funny because he's like, "Oh, Saturday Night Fever." Now I went to see Saturday Night Fever. I might have been nine. People cursed my mother out. How dare you bring your kids to see an R-rated movie? Because I told my friends, oh, I went and seen it. It was great. You know, and the only nasty scene was when he was smashing on the bridge with... That's it. And that was the only... That's it. I was like, yo. It was like... But that movie was a big impact to me. Sure. But in the 90s, when I first came back to New York, I used to come back and forth every summer. Because, again, a latchkey kid. My mother was single. My relatives, and they moved out of Staten Island and Brooklyn to New Jersey. That was the ideal. Go to the Jersey Shore. Right. That's where they ended up now. Any guesses? No. Florida. Come Flo- on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. The migration. Yeah. It's usually yeah, Bro- Brooklyn, on. Staten Island, Jersey, Jersey Florida. Florida. Yeah. So they're in Florida. The, the thing is, is though, every summer I would come back. And in, in, in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, that was a, a crazy time. Because I would come back from California, and older kids are like, you're from... Yeah. How do you know? Like OP, Lightning Bolt, Van Dorans. Nobody even had Vans. Right. Sneakers. Like, right. That was a regional thing. Crazy. seen it because you read Skateboarder Magazine maybe or you, you know, but it it wasn't like it is now where we all wear and look in the, you know. So I was coming to New York hearing hip hop and WBLS and you'd have to listen to like half hour of R&B to get one hip hop song at the end of the set, you know, like a, a Houdini song. But yeah. I was getting hip hop education here and bringing surf and skate to New York and bring hip hop and, and you know b-boy shit back so I've always been you know yeah. so when I met Case he was like yo this is the neighborhood they filmed Saturday Night Fever and I'm like awesome pass the ketchup like I don't care yeah. me too. so there had to be with the history stuff it, it almost has to go around a big cycle yeah. before it becomes important to you in my 20s I could care less yeah. I, was like, I was like cool I was interested but cool but let's go we gotta go to the club or we gotta go get high yeah. or we gotta go get drunk or we gotta go chase chicks or whatever it was yeah 
But as you get a little older, you start to appreciate your history, yeah. your, your childhood, and your growing. Your it's weird because years. I'm the same way. Like back in the day, like ten years ago, I I couldn't I could care yeah, less. Well, it, it, but it, now that's the ironic thing, if right. you told me the outside stuff, I'm like, Fuck. yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't even it wasn't even a real a possibility. I didn't even you know. Yeah. So. That tour kind of kicked it off for me. So every city I'd go, I would get a few different locations. Yeah. And I started picking up steam and picking up people. And people were like, bro, when you come to my town, I'll pick you up. I'll drive you around now. I've been to towns a million times. I'm like, this fucking town sucks. Yeah. Go to any town USA or any town anywhere, really, and have the right guy who knows his way around. And all of a sudden, you're like, this ain't so bad, man. Yeah. I like it here. Okay. Yeah. You, you could sub-navigate all the fucking bullshit. Of course. You don't have to go to... You're touristy, you know. You know, people come to New York, they go to uh, 48, uh, 40, 40 to the 42s or whatever. You know, like the, the Times Square. Yeah. They come to LA, they go to Hollywood Boulevard. It's like, I would, you would never go yeah. to Hollywood Boulevard if you never had been there before. You'd be like, there's no reason to go there. It's like going to the mall. Why would yeah. you do that? Then come, I'll pick you, I'll take you around LA. You know what I mean? I take yeah. after and I'm like, fuck. I've given a tour on a ride along. I thought I knew LA. I'm like, bro, you know so small about LA of compared to. Because I went looking for it all. Yeah. So this all starts on that tour. Never in a million years, even in 2009, I think I'd end up buying the Outsiders house. Flash forward to two years ago. Every year I'd go back and forth, whether it was on tour or road trips. Me and my wife do a lot of road trips. And any chance I could get to like kind of lean towards Tulsa and go see it again, Yeah. I did. And I kept wondering, like, are, how long can this last? You know, right. I knew it was for 740, and now it wasn't for sale anymore. And in that neighborhood... They were tearing a lot of the old homes down. There were a lot of old homes. And Habitat for Humanity was coming in there and tearing those out and building new homes. The problem was the homes that they were building were cheap. And they didn't seem that they recognized that this is a historic fucking treasure that's sitting here. And I didn't think anybody cared. And I thought, my nightmare was like, one day I'm going to come back home. You guys want to see the outside? What the fuck? It's gone. They tore it down. Because yeah. every time I come, a, a neighborhood or a neighborhood would just get either completely torn down and leveled, kind of like Detroit, yeah. where they're just tearing out neighborhoods and they're not even going to rebuild. They're just going to leave the, the land because people are, they're using them as trap houses. They're using them as, you know. Shooting so, galleries. Yeah, or people are burning them and shit. So yeah. they started tearing a lot of the shit down. They, they built a, a bunch of habitat homes and they were coming my way. And I just got the, that instinct that, that, some told me like push harder yeah look, look deeper and so I started going online like searching records who owned it I paid for searches I found the lady's name I couldn't find a good address on her I found that she was living in Florida but there was no email there was no it was like at AOL at Hotmail all these things were bouncing back it wasn't you know yeah and finally I had a guy I met in Tulsa and I just kept bugging him go to the door and ask the tenants who, who, they, who they pay the rent to and he did once, he did twice, and the third time they gave it up. So right. she got the, got the number. So I called my friend. This guy got a lot of money. He's like a he's a business guy, but a street business guy. But he's a business guy. Like this guy, believe me. Yeah. You get your hand shook and your cash took if, if I introduce you. <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> so I said, Don, this is really important to me. He didn't know if the outside is from a hole in the fucking dick. He's right. Like, yeah. I said, Don, there's a house. It's from the movie The Outsider. You seen The Outsider? He's like, No. I'm like, Okay, forget it. Just imagine it's a priceless house. I love it. Okay, how much do you want to pay for it? I go, I don't want to pay for it. I don't have money to pay for it. I want you to call this lady and ask her what's going on with the house, that it was for sale, and we know we know it's not, but they're literally, your tenants are tearing it limb from limb, and we fear that they're going to tear it down eventually from Habitat. 
And if you ever decide you do want to sell it, will you at least give us a call and tell us what your asking thing is and maybe we can rally people to save it. Right. So he called me right back. He goes, oh, I left a message. I'm like, ah. Ten minutes later, he goes, you just bought the house. I'm like, what? What? He goes, she asked for 20 grand for it. And I go, what? And I offered her 15. She took it. Wow. Because I sent me my 15. Thank God I had the 15. <laughs> I was like, 15 hey, grand 15 for the pocket house. Money. That's amazing. Hey, sometimes it's pocket change 15 and sometimes it's life changing money yeah had, I've been up and down money comes and money goes yep it usually goes yeah it does yeah it does <laughs> so it was 15 grand dope people had tried to buy it 6 months before me for 60 grand, 50 grand and she wouldn't come off the 60 grand number so I don't know if it's divine intervention or whatever something whatever. happened something lined up for you man I went out there I had never really been inside the house I bought it sight unseen when I, bought, when I looked inside I was like now I know why it was 15 grand although it was a beautiful house we thought it was from the 40s it was 100 years old we know that because when we started pulling off the, the walls in the front, yeah, we there was insulation, and the insulation was 1920s Tulsa World magazine uh, newspaper, and the house was originally downtown on a street called Seventh and Ilgen, and when they started developing downtown in the 20s, they moved all those houses. So if you, they're like, this is a big house. If you want it, they can tow it by horse and you know bug it to, to that side of town. Yeah, so the house was placed there actually. No shit. Uh, when I looked in there, you know, my, my first thing was just to save the house. I just didn't want them to tear it down because I thought somebody's not paying attention to this thing and this is falling through the cracks. And you wouldn't think that could happen, but it can happen. Yeah. And I was right. The first week I was there, a guy came up to me and said, I'm the Crutchfield Neighborhood Association president. I said, oh, that's awesome. He says, is that self-appointed? He said, yes. I said, it looks like it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, he said, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have your house on my list. I go, on my list, on your list, eh? He goes, yeah. Uh, we were trying to. We were going to buy it and tear it down. I said, "What? No." I, did, I said, "You know, this is the outsider's house, right?" He goes, "Insider, outsider. I don't care what side." Of it. <laughs> no I shit. That's a double property, boy. I could have put four habitats on there. Fuck. And I said, "You're the reason why I'm here." There you go. You know, nice to meet you. And I walked back in. Beautiful. When I got in that house, it was atrocious. The people who were living there, I had to pay them five grand to bounce. They were eight months behind in rent. There was two families living. Yeah. They were, they were, you know, yeah. they were getting lifted. Yeah. The house is on piers. It's not even on a steady foundation. So there's carjacks under there. There's bricks under there. And every time the ground settles, which is all the time, the house is like a roller coaster. Different. Which is fucking crazy. <clears throat> they left me parting gifts. It took three days and three kids and three dumpsters to get rid of all the parting gifts that they left. It was bad. I don't want to tell you, know, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to shame no. nobody. No, you know I got mean? you. They're, you know, they... We're all connected via social yeah. media, whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, the truth is the truth. You know what I mean? It's it true. was in bad condition. So, fifteen grand, although it's a steal. Then the eventually, you... I walked in, walked in. I go, I just lost fifteen grand. I played myself because my first thing was like, I'm living in Pony Boy. Danny Boy's gonna live in Pony Boy's room. <laughs> That's right. Fuck all y'all. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I sleep with fucking. Tulsa, I'm gonna sleep with fucking soda pop. Fucking slept. And so that dream was crushed. I close the door and I go, I'm in trouble. And being six foot six, alpha male, and, and people think because of House of Pain, I'm, I'm rich, you know, or that might be not rich, but you know that, well. Yeah. It, and so I was like, fuck, I'm scared to ask for help. But if I, being too proud to ask for help 
nearly killed me for years, whether it was drugs yep. or just being too cool. You know, egomaniac with low self-esteem. That's me, right? Gotcha. And so if I don't ask for help, it's because my ego. Because I'm worried if somebody in, that I don't really care about in left field is going to go, how dare he ask for money? Isn't yeah. he in a, in a right. band? But that person at the end of the day doesn't mean and those shit. are the people, right. The people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. Yeah. But believe me, it's still a... It's still a. It's a thing. It's, it's an issue. And I looked at that house. I'm in trouble here. And I don't... If something breaks at our spot, I tell my wife, oh, shit, that broke. Call a man, quick. Like, <laughs> the, the wall, call a man. You know, like, I don't... What, I'm like, what am I doing up there? I'm not going to go up there. Yeah. I don't even own tools. Right. You know? In LA, you don't need to. <laughs> call That's somebody. Other story. <laughs> so, I was... Listen, I, I put it online. I was like, yo, I bought the house. It's in terrible condition. I need help. And we started raising money. People started donating. Um... At which point I thought, okay, there's no way I can ask for money and then turn it into my house, right? And that really wasn't the goal. That was something I was thinking. I'd like it to be like my house if I if it was if it was 15 grand and I could just throw five around and paint some walls and it was good to go. Yeah, it would have been my house. Right. I would let super fans in and show them. Yeah. But it would have been like my second house. Sure. I live in Beverly Hills, an apartment, and I have a home in Tulsa. Cool. Right. Cool. Right? Um, but it was nowhere near that. Every we tore that thing, and I can show you a quick photo so you can understand how. You know what? I might not be able to show you a quick photo because of the, the internet in here, but I have a photo where we took the we took everything down to the studs. There was nothing. Every yeah, it won't come up because it's the. Ah, it's cool. It's so it was in such bad condition that everything had to come out of it to understand what was going on. Kind of like doing a root canal. Like yeah. you can't just like do you can't just do a filling. I have to go and get the infection yeah. out. I gotta take out the root. You gotta start digging. Stabilize it, and then I gotta fill it. And you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. It was a process, and we're 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 coming along slowly, but surely, immediately. Essie Hinton, the author, jumped on board. She that donated was fucking grand. awesome. She gave me Matt Dillon's leather jacket that she had in her personal collection. She gave me the painting that was the painting from the first book cover before computers and yeah, they were painting. You know, the book sure. painters. Yeah. So she gave me that. She gave me a ton of uh, written material. Uh, Rewrites from the script, daily casting, you know, you have to be here at this point. Yeah. Matt Dillon, Tom Cruise, this one, six till six. This, you know, all the yeah. information. She gave, she's been on board since day one. That's awesome. The locals came through. People with the least to give have given the most. Yeah. Dudes are like, bro, I don't have a penny to give you, but I'd love to cut your grass. I won't charge you to do it. I can fix that chimney. I noticed it's leaking. My, me and my dad, we, you know, me and my people, you know, they got different ways. Of, but they came out all heart and soul. And in a world of terrible news story after terrible news story, this is a feel-good story. It, really it is. is. They got me speaking to kids now, which is like... Yeah. I saw that, I saw that post. Planet. Believe me when I tell you, I've always tried to be a good guy, but I always somehow ended up in handcuffs somehow where... Yeah. And, and I always ended up, you know, missing the mark or whatever. So this whole thing is kind of like, slowly but surely, it's changed my life, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm talking to kids who... I got socks older than most of these kids. They're, they're seventh graders. I'm like... You guys are so little, and they're like, "You're not little." I'm like, "You guys, you're in seventh grade." I thought I was an adult already. I'm like, "I'm a seven, I'm a scrub, but whatever." You know? <laughs> yeah, like they're like that tall. Like, it's true. It's crazy. Doing? But they read. It's a rite of passage. It's required reading in in most U.S. schools, schools yeah. around the planet. And the book is in more languages. I'm going to say that, and I don't care if it offends anybody, but I think it's probably it's, it's been in, translated as much la uh, languages as any religious. If, if material that, that wouldn't surprise me at all that wouldn't surprise me the challenge is to collect every book cover possible 
I don't know if it's possible though. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know. I really don't because it's been so many different. So it just celebrated 50 years last year in April. The author's still alive. Do you know the backstory and when she wrote it and how she wrote it and all that? Shit? I know. I know that that's not her real name. I know that's a pen name. It's a female. As he as he hit okay, the female, so and, and it's not her real she name. She wrote it in 11th grade. It's her real name. She wrote oh, I, it in 11th grade. Okay. That's one. She was flunking out of English, and she got a she got a D plus in creative writing that year. So failing out of English and a D plus, and an 11th grade girl yeah. pens that story. The next year, she gets it published, and her and the publisher agree, better not call you Susan Eloise Hinton, because boys will not buy that book. In 1967, yeah. boys were like, hell no, I'm not reading a book written by a girl about that, about right. gangs or cultural, yeah. you know. So it's Susan L. Louise Hinton, basically ambiguous to make you think, is that Steve Earl Hinton? We don't know, right. you know, is yeah. it, who is it, right? She writes the book, it's never been out of print in 50 years. Um, the reason it became a movie is because the librarian in like 1980 saw the tipping point where all of her students were fighting over it and reading it and devouring this one book. She couldn't even keep it in, 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 you know, in the library. And so she sat a hundred of them down and made them write a letter demanding it be turned into a movie and who did she send it to francis ford coppola of all people bro bro some people don't understand that i'm like yeah of all fucking said, people in 1980 he was known for apocalypse now, now godfather one and two yeah maybe black beauty was the one that she thought that that would make a great fit i don't it, know to me on paper sounds like an awful fit and it couldn't have been a better fit yeah. it couldn't have been it's it's like where the, again where the cosmos he never read he never read it the fact that she sent it to him and he actually gave a fuck to read the letter yeah, is it's like what? Yeah, it's a different era, right? And then not only does he read it, fall in love with it, he goes, "Fuck it, I like her other book, Rumblefish, as well. I'll buy it as Another well." Another fucking amazing and he movie. Makes that movie, it's made in Tulsa too. It's in Crazy. downtown Tulsa. I mean, we live in the hotel. You see it in the movie, the Mayo. It goes, it's a take. It's a you know, city shot, and it goes day to night. Yeah, and the sign lights up Mayo. That's the yeah. historic hotel we live in that now. Um, it's just been a crazy trip. Like you couldn't, you couldn't pen this if you wanted to. I right. don't know how I ended up here. Right. Um, there's a lot of fear still because I'm a perfectionist and I've got an amazing collection, and the house is window rich and wall poor, and I've yeah. got a ton of shit. And oh, shit. we're building a back thing, and it just the city just made me put five parking spots, which is thirty thousand dollars, and another five months of waiting. And so yeah. it should have been opened. The 25th of this month is the 35th anniversary of the theatrical release. So March Sick. 25th, I was hoping to cut the ribbon. Hi, Mayor. <laughs> and it's not happening right now. And right. I'm, you know, be on in a half hour doing the yeah, coke. Exactly. You know? And now I got seventh graders. Like I was, I was taking photos of this old steel plant, and a van came by, and it, you know, I'm, I keep my eyes open. I'm old school, right? Yeah. So a van's driving by. I'm taking photos, and just by myself, right, in middle yeah. of Tulsa. Van pulls by, stops. I see it, but I'm still like, you know. Then the van starts to slow down, and then it turns around and comes back around. The windows come down, and the seventh grader goes, Danny boy, do you remember me? You spoke from my class. Oh, shit. I'm behind the bush, like, whoa. (laughs) I want you to meet my mom. Oh, shit. Shit. So when I'm coming out on Lakota dates and I got logos and I'm like, come see Lakota and Australia. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, these seventh graders' moms ain't looking like, what's going on? You know, it's just a weird, Yeah, it's growing pains because, you know, I'm shedding stuff from the past that, you sure. know, it, instead of make, 
Lacoca bad. Lacoca is great. Yeah, it's a different. You know, I can still be in Lacoca and still speak to seventh graders. It only adds, of course. You know, but there's still part of me now because I've never had kids. Now I'm like, I gotta look with other eyes. You know? Yeah, what, what of course. I see him will reach me anything I post for the most part in the best possible way. Only for the fact that she supports what I do and right. vice versa. Yeah, but there's sometimes it's like. Mom, don't do that. Like, I don't have a mom that reposts, but she would be the, the surrogate mom that I'm like, oh, I hope she didn't repost Lacoca. I don't know if she knows what the ramifications Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know what that, what that really is. Yeah, yeah. Like how hardcore that is. And then I look and she reposted. I'm like, no. You know, like, Fuck. I'm so happy that she did and so yeah. scared that, oh, <laughs> At my the God, same time. Her core audience is like, why are you reposting this? They're, do you know they're glorifying that, this, and that? It's the like yeah. hip-hop. It's like... It's yeah. like a movie. Like if you write a crazy movie, exactly. you know, hard boiled. I don't. You don't fault the director or the producer or the writers. Exactly. It's, You're telling a story. That's an old school album. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. So where can where can where can uh, people fucking can, can they donate to the Outsiders House? They can if they stop that whole. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a GoFundMe page that's still rolling. All right. Uh, Outsiders House. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. What um, up, Eclipse? The Outsiders House on Facebook is where we where we uh, where we post most of the stuff, and it, it's been incredible, man. It's been a scavenger hunt, uh, fix this home, a million different shows all wrapped into one, and I've learned so much. Yeah. Even though I don't know how to fix anything, still I at least know what it is and what it requires and how it. I didn't know even what was behind drywall prior to that. I'm like, okay, so there's drywall, and then you got insulation, you got beams. You gotta, yeah, but then you got to put the, the the vapor barrier. Like I didn't know that. Sounds retarded. How would I know? I don't know. You he know? had but a fucking builder. So it's like I mud and tape in. I learned a lot of little stuff. So it, it, it's I've grown. Yeah. In a weird way, and so and then one more thing, we we just there's a lot of neighborhood dogs and cats. Yeah. We fell in love with one of them, and we noticed he had like pus on his eyes and pus in his private spot, and we tried to put him in the car. He wouldn't go in the car. We want to take him to the vet. So we called the vet, but that's expensive. Even in Tulsa, Tulsa's really cheap. You can live affordable there. But the vet, you're still a hundred dollar thing. I go, I got it. Which, you know, whatever, yeah. hundred bucks. And then it came out. They did the blood work immediately, and they realized that he had heartworms and stomach worms. Ah, shit. And so they're like, yeah, this is about eight hundred bucks. So I said, I'm gonna lower my fear, go over my ego, tell the people what's going on with this dog immediately. Twenty two hundred dollars in twenty in. 18 hours and oh, I shit. had the bulk of it in, in two hours yeah. but by the second day we treated him for heartworms treated him for the stomach worms heartworms are crazy because they they lodge themselves so when you give them that shot they die right. if the dog is active they evacuate the thing so quick yeah. that they clog the thing and the dogs die on, it's, a, it's like a yeah, it's fucked people up. Don't, people to don't give them the treatment. They can die. Do homeopathic. I'm like, ah, I don't, you know. We did the treatment. Somebody donated for two months this place for him to stay. And it's, oh, it's been one of these tearjerkers, bro. Like, people come through in space. We got a lifetime or a year supply of food from a big dog company. And I forget the name, Blue something. Uh, I forgot. I got too much shit on my mind. But... We got so much food, we started feeding all the animals. And then another dog got hit by a car, so we had leftover money from Spot. So we fixed the other dog, you know, he got treatment. So it's been it's been this weird thing. I started off just to save a, a house from being torn down and possibly stay in the room like Pony yeah, Boy. Like Pony know? Boy Curtis. And now it's become this educational, dog-fixing, feel-good story for Tulsa. And unfortunately, Oklahoma is 49th on the list of lowest... In the educational system. Wow. I got a ninth grade diploma. Right. They gifted me, a, they gave me a, a token diploma from her alma mater. Okay. From Will Rogers. 
and they asked me to speak for their graduating class this year, which is in two months. And I'm terrified. Like, yeah, man. I'm the commencement speaker. What? Yeah. Like, so, just, something like, like that would scare you, but you could yeah, rock yeah, a stage in front of 30,000 yeah, people with House of Pain. It's a different speak. Of course. I'm trying to speak I get Queen's it. English when I know there's kids and I get it. Susan, you know, Susie can hear where someone's taping what I, I yeah. can't be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, like I gotta be on my best, and so right. it's like thinking about dancing. When you're dancing, you're just in the mood. You don't care, but if you have to think about it, like left, right, yeah, then you're all fucked like, up. Oh, I can't dance. I can dance, but right. you understand? What I, I get so it. It's those are the challenges, man. More than it is with trying to get the house built. So the house hopefully will be up by end of summer. Cool. Well, fi- well, everybody who's listening, you gotta find that fucking GoFundMe and throw yeah. and throw Danny Boy a little it's something for this. Out. And you know, I want to also shout out. There's other people who've been before me. I didn't know this. Prior to buying it, I might have known about it, but didn't even think about it. But the Christmas Story House in Cleveland. Okay. Somebody bought that house and turned it into a museum. That's and beautiful. And the house across the street, turned a gift shop, but the house next to it, turned into like all the the collection that he has. He basically took one of the worst neighborhoods in in Cleveland, Ohio, and turned it into a paradise for fans of the movie. That's and fucking just great. In general. Somebody saved the Field of Dreams from the Field of Dreams. Really? We were, we drove all the way to I just Iowa I just recently it. watched that like last month. Yeah, it's a tearjerker too. Yo, that I'm movie's bad. awesome. Oh, shit, I cried. Yeah. And I ain't cried since Mickey died in Rocky. And that's like Dude, don't even bring it up, bro. My, my, quit, my, my chin will start quivering when I, I think yeah. about that. And so they <laughs> saved that thing and they, they you can sleep at that house now. You can rent the, 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 the farmhouse and stay on the field. They do baseball games, they do charity stuff. It's, these houses are like one of ones. You can't couldn't yeah. go build one in LA. I can't nah. come to New York and build one. And you know, and let's say going back to the Saturday Night Fever stuff. So I'm a huge fan. All of that stuff is literally right there in Bay Ridge. But you could never, you couldn't, even if you had a million dollars in your back pocket to buy the Saturday Night Fever house, try going, we're turning this into a museum. That whole neighborhood, we go, we'll burn it down yep. before you do anything. Damn right. And I would too. You know, yep. I'm going to a museum next to my house. Thank God for Tulsa. One person complained, and her complaint was parking, and it was. It was taken care it was, of. It, it was not only taken care of. It was like a. It was a bullshit. Because there was a. There's an unseen hand, and we'll talk later about what what I believe that is. But right. there's there's operations going on on that block, and I'm putting a bright light on that block. And they don't like that. They're right. they're being like visual. I'm putting there's cameras. There. They don't like it. Right? right. So one person complained. We fixed it. We got. We we do what we had to do to. to but. The trickle down uh, effect or the ripple effect since I got there two years ago, and it's not because I got there, it's because we started taking care of a house that was forgotten about. And when I got there, the lawn was to my fucking waist. When we cut our lawn, the neighbor cut his lawn. Then the other neighbor cut his lawn, took his trash out of his thing, and come and apologize to me. I said, You don't need to apologize to me, brother. I get it. Like, if everybody's house is looking, yours don't feel so bad. But we started cleaning ours up, and it started. Their home values, I'm guaranteeing you, probably have like, I don't want to say doubled, but. Believe me, if I look on Zillow, I guarantee their houses are going up. It's a unique thing. Cleveland, that neighborhood for the, that house was such a bad neighborhood that they would they wouldn't care what you did over there. Thank God, North Tulsa. When I got there, they one person cared, like I said, but yeah. everybody else was like, "Thank God you're doing what you're doing." We really needed this, and it's kind of got a little whole momentum going now. Yeah. In North Tulsa, North Tulsa used to be a no-go zone. Like, don't go. Now it's like, oh, yeah, they're over there chilling out. Spot, we got a little mascot dog. We made t-shirts. We got the outsider's house. Well, every time we hashtag in North Tulsa, people are like, yo, I can buy a house cheap in North Tulsa. Maybe we should go to North Tulsa. You know, like, yeah. the mind, 
So it's going to, we'll talk again in a year or two, and I'll, I'll give you an update a year, sooner than that. But you know what I'm saying? Without a doubt. And I remember we were laughing about, we were talking in <laughs> Philly about the, well, right now they just built this, they just redid right. that, this whole thing. Is, I think it'll have those similar effects. And so I'm happy to have found it because you can't, there's not other ones. Right. One of my other favorite movies, Fast Times with Benjamin High. I, I know you, where, po- you post yeah, about you know that all the time, all, so all over I, the place. I know where the house with the pool where Phoebe Kate scene is. Yeah. That house might be coming up for sale. It doesn't matter. First of all, I don't have seven. $700,000. Number two, you can never do a museum in a residential neighborhood. Right. And number three, yeah, it doesn't have, everybody loves that movie, but it doesn't have the same appeal. You know, like, right. I'm going to see what Phoebe Case did. No. Yeah. No. It's pervert. It's, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the last of the wholesome stories. You know, somebody gets murdered in it, yes. But for the right reasons, because, you know what I mean? And, sure. And it's a, the tale will never be old. The haves and the have nots. Yeah. Girl from the one side of the tracks and the tough guys from the other. It's just, yeah, it, it, you know, it's one so, of my favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely, my daughter loves that movie. Like, yeah, so it's awesome. I, I, I meet kids who've never, you know, we, you said you never read the book. You should read the book. I it's definitely really, will. I assure you, this is what I tell kids too. Because I said, I, I told, the, I said, I don't read this book until three years ago, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I said, I wish I would have had friends that encouraged me to read. We just didn't do that in my generation. Really. Right. Fag, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, it, you talk like that now, you get fired from your job, of right? course. But when I was a kid, like, faggot, you ain't reading that fucking shit, and we didn't mean it in a derogatory of course thing. Not. It was just like, yeah, the kid I went to happened to read the book, but he was the toughest, coolest kid, yeah, he was the oddball, yeah. And now he's like, he's half schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. listen to this. I love you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you for taking me to see this, nice. but I know you're a fucking crazy motherfucker now. My point is, is like, you know. It's an easy read. You'll understand why people go. I like the movie, but the book was better. Right. It has a bigger story. Okay. And um, kids reading it now, I just tell them, you know what? You're that much ahead of the the curve because it took me 25 years after to read the book. If anyone that's listening, that rattling is an old school fucking radiator. From like, yeah. From like I don't know, 1872. Dude. Thank you so much for yeah, your time, no, man. I'm not going to hold you too much more no, hostage. I know you got to go on stage. This is this is what I like to talk about. It's my passion. Yeah, so I, I know. You, you know, uh, absolutely. Time to come up and, and well, talk about it. And uh, again, I hope it as we keep updating and and, and and I hope one day you guys come to Tulsa and check it out for yourself. I would, I would love to. And it's a really beautiful town. Let me I add would love this. To. Let me add this: is that you know people ask you know. Why did you fall in love with the outsiders so much? Well, I said, listen, I've always been in love with the outsiders, but and I've always been in love with pizza, but I don't want pizza every night of the week. Right. Right? Yeah. I fell in love with the people of Tulsa. I fell in love with the city of Tulsa. I fell in love with gas being $2 a gallon. Yeah. And parking being, you can park, no traffic, no yeah. parking. There's probably no alternate side of the street parking. No. <laughs> you, could, you could afford it. If for, if for, for $100,000 to $150,000, now there's million dollar houses over here. If you've ever been to LA and been through Hancock Park. Nah, I was only this, in Long Beach for about two weeks of my life. Just trust me when I tell you, some of the best mansions in Bel Air, they have them that'll top them there in Tulsa because oil, it was Wade Phillips and the Getty family and yeah. all. They have mansions that rival the best mansions on the planet. I've been everywhere. And I live in Beverly Hills for the last 13 years. Yeah. And I've lived in Hollywood in the valley crossing over Bennett Canyon. Just, I, I know what money looks like. Trust right. me. Um, there's money in Tulsa on one side of the town. So much so, it's 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 a, it's obscene almost. And yeah. then the other side is so poor, you're like, that's yeah. the book. That's the story. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in Tulsa. And there's a lot to love and there's a lot to discover. And is it L.A. or New York? No. 
No. It'll never be. Of it's just not. But I'm not looking for that. I did all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can, and it's the dead center of the U.S. If you took a ruler, you mark it, oh, fuck, it's Tulsa. Yeah. And from there, I can go to New York, L.A., Canada, yeah. Mexico, Texas, or wherever I want yeah. with, with two-hour flights or... Two day drives, right? Ten hour, and we drive all the time. We used to go from LA to Graceland. But my my wife, we we love each other's company. We have a Yorkie, and we just love to see the simple things. We're not looking for. It's awesome, man. You know what I mean? And Good so, feel. We, we we're dead center of the U.S. And I I hope to get this thing up, show it to kids, encourage them to read the book if they haven't. Encourage them to you know they get to see wardrobe, they get to see movie making, they get to see history, they get to learn about reading, they get to learn about my story, uh, this. You know, as he hit the story, there's so much to dig in. So when they're out eating bologna sandwiches and reading the book on the lawn, yeah. I'm gonna be like high five, and you know, that's, that's really the, the yeah. goal is to just that's be something dope. for the kids can come see. So nice. Yeah, Where can they find you all over the on social Facebook media? Facebook really is the best one. I mean, for. For the outsiders, just the Outsiders House Museum on Facebook. I mean, that's where we had a Twitter, a Facebook, yeah. and an Instagram. It's easily Googleable, and uh, yeah. you know, we post. I, I've I've got the largest collection of Outsiders stuff, bar none. With no. Most of the wardrobe. We've got uh, Ralph Macho came out and gave me his Converse from the movie. C. Thomas Howell gave me his hoodie. I got the DX shirt and hat from Rob Lowe. Not from him. I had a collector who had them. Right. We got Rob Lowe's flannel. I got Dallas Winston's leather jacket. I got the jacket he got murdered in from the cops, or was murdered by suicide. Right. Death by suicide. Death by suicide. The jacket with the rip when he was tearing the magazines. Yeah. I got that jacket. Really? I, yeah, I got both two bitch Mickey shirts, the blue one and the orange one. Where's like, where's, what are you calling where's, where's, where's his ring? Nobody knows. I remade the ring. From I a, saw you remade the yeah, ring. That's why I asked that you. That was a hard one to do. I asked Matt where it was. He goes, no, I don't know where it is, bro. He goes, he's like, if I ever come across any of that stuff, I'll let you know, which makes me think he knows which girl he... <laughs> used to mess around with I'll just be kind Right And he's like I know so and so has it But I don't know If I'll ever run into her <laughs> yeah. And we made the same Christopher I right. searched that photo And I searched on eBay For months Yeah Until I found the exact one And then we remade the front And I we saw. changed out the back It's all to detail I mean yeah. the ring is spot on The ring is a weird looking skull it's ring It's a weird skull I sent yeah. it to Japan And they have a thing Where there's I mean, They can rotoscan the photo And then the, the computer Will articulate what Put a, it puts all the photos just like a crime scene right? I get the perspective yeah no it'll it'll. It, I have different photos from the movie and different in real low res you know but we blow it up and they keep taking different as many as many images of one thing that you can feed in from different angles and then it guesses at what that will look like right and then you can go in and say ah uh, and mirror one side to the other once you get one side and we made the if, if I put Matt's original one and if we could find it and that one I don't know that anybody could tell the difference so I, mean, I, I take pride in of course I, 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 the, I, I'm the, hip with all the stuff that you're doing so it's a you know and eventually I hope to have a a, a store in the airport at the Tulsa airport because I feel it's important when you come through a city that the airport tells you immediately what's in that town because yeah. I thought fucking cowboys and Indians what do I know about yeah. Oklahoma yeah and there's so much more, you know? And yeah. so, and I want one downtown by the Canes Ballroom would be a nice one. That would be so. awesome. Then I could put some greaser stuff. And, you know, I could, yeah, we could yeah. sprinkle it, maybe a little text, rumblefish, the whole... Yeah. yeah. All encompassing. So, yeah. Dope. It's cool, man. I, you know. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, I know you got to hit the stage nah, no soon. Doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I it's appreciate your time, my man. Listen, it's, it's our time. It's like and we'll definitely, we'll, we'll reconvene guys, once you, again. You guys come out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when we do the opening, I'll put all that stuff on. Yeah, I'll hit you up. Can we get a picture before you get Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're at the Voltage Line of Philly. We're over here now.